Matthew chapter 14 and verse number 29, and it says this. And he said, come. And when Peter came down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. I've entitled this message simply this, Water Walkers. Water Walkers. Amen. Let's pray one more time together here today. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, for your word. God, I thank you, Lord God, for each and every person here today in person or online. Lord God, I pray that right now, Lord, that your word, God, reach and touch the hearts and the lives of your people. God, don't let it be my words, Lord God, or my thoughts, but God, let it be your words that bring life and encouragement and joy. God, I pray, Lord God, that here today, Lord God, Lord, as you speak, God, to our hearts and to our lives, changing in our minds, in our directions, and holding strength, in the name of Jesus, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. You may be seated. There are moments in our life that when they happen, they almost define us. There are things that we go through, good and bad, that if we don't realize it, they come upon us in such a way, in such a force, that after they leave, we are no longer the same person. It changes the the way that we think. It changes the way our perspective of people. It changes our relationships. It maybe even changes our demeanor towards life and and family and friends. And, And this event that happens to us sometimes, it is an opportunity that God is wanting to show himself strong like never before. But we have an enemy. In John 10.10, it talks about that there's a a thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But in that latter of that verse, Jesus says, But I have come that they might have life and life more abundantly. That there's a, if you will, there are two things that we have to become very comfortable with existing at the same time. And if we're not careful, we find ourselves in a place where we let life happen to us and it changes us and it starts to alter us from what God is wanting us to become. See, I believe that we are living in the greatest time of the church. I believe that we are, there is a beginning that God is starting to have happen. I know that everything seems like it's going crazy, but I believe that's part of that revival, that this world is realizing there is only one hope, and that's the true church. That's a spirit-filled church. That's a church that preaches the word and knows who he is. I believe that God is shaking our world, and so many things that are falling down that we never thought would go this quick and this fast and people in our world there is a fear a spirit of fear that is gripping people but the church is going to be displayed on high I believe it's going to be the hope that people are going to see like never before that there's going to be a difference between them and us if you will I believe that God is about to do some of the greatest things but in this midst of this we need to understand if we want to be world changers If we want to be water walkers, there are some things that we're going to have to grab a hold of. We're going to have to realize and seize the the opportunities as they come to us. We can't just react. We have to act in situations. And I believe this story, it really unfolds some things. There are some key things in the scripture that I think if we will see it, it will unlock some power of God and some clarity that happens in our life. 
If we start here, we first of all start with this in Matthew chapter 14, verse number 22. It says that Jesus constrained them to get into the ship. Now, when we read this, you wouldn't normally think nothing of it, but other than the fact that they were just got done seeing a, a great miracle. There was great things that happened, and, and now he's saying, let's get into the boat and let's go across to the other side. Now, I just think about Peter, and I think about so many of them were fishermen. They lived on the sea. I don't know if it was one of those things that when they saw, you know, red at night, sailor's delight, red in the morning, sailor's warning. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but... Um, I'm originally from North Dakota. I never actually heard of that either. There is no ocean or many waters out there. And, and so that, I don't know if that's what it was that Peter, when he, when he looked out over there, he knew this isn't a good time for us to cross, Jesus. I, I don't know if he started arguing, but we see that the scripture records that he says he constrained them, meant that you need to get in the boat. See, there are, comes times in our life that we don't agree always with those that, that are above us. Can I get a hello on that? We don't always agree on those, if you will, that are above us. So there needs to, there's a, there's a lesson here to be learned that there's about obedience. There's a lesson to be learned that we need to be under obedience. We need to be under obedience to our spiritual leaders. We all need a covering. We all need a covering. We all need a pastor. We all need someone, if you will, that can yank our chain when we need it for our protection. We all need that. We need to be under it. We need to put ourselves under it. And how we do that is when we don't agree is when we find out if they're our leader or not. His word is another thing that we need to put ourselves under. We can find all kinds of excuses why not to live up to what this Bible says. We can come up with all kinds of reason. It seems like the nowadays, of, if anything goes wrong, the airlines, it's, you know, it's COVID. If your, your hamburger has no hamburger on it, it's, uh, it's COVID. If uh, you get a dirty dish at a restaurant, it's, it's because of COVID. We need to stop taking sometimes excuses in our lives and we need to start realizing that this word we are holding back on God wanting to do great things in your life. Sometimes the voices that we're listening to, the loudest voice, isn't the right voice. This flesh, soon as I say obedience, there's already, already a little... Oh great, we're going to go down that. You know, Wednesday night. There's a whole bunch of people that are like, oh, he's going to be talking about obedience. No, I'm going to talk about a lot of things. The next thing that is, is learning to lead, let God lead your life. Learning to hear the voice of God. And say, God, I want to, be follow, I want to follow you. God, I want to be pleasing to you. I want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. God, at the end of my life, I want, and every day, I want you to say that you were pleased with what I did and, and how things went and the choices I made. We, we need to realize that there's something that happens. There's an authority. There's a, a power that happens when we're obedient. See, Peter would have never walked on water if he would have said, I'm not going to get into the boat. Sometimes our wisdom only goes as far as we can see and understand. But God wants to work in situations that we have never been before. God wants us to work and operate in faith and faith is going and doing things that we have never done before but trusting him and being obedient to him and then we find that it goes on in verse number 24 and verse number 25 and it starts talking about that the the, the ways they were contrary and they were rowing and rowing and it says they were in the middle 
And they've been rowing all night long. It says that literally Jesus came walking on the water about the fourth watch. It was early in the morning, and they were still rowing and rowing. And this is what God started speaking to me about. He started saying, one of the things that we need to overcome if we want to be water walkers, if we want to see God do a great thing. See, church, I believe God is wanting you to do great things. Far greater than you could ever imagine. I believe that we are in a transition state. And in that vacuum, it's very important. We choose God and every opportunity and everything that God is wanting to do. It's very important that we stay clear on that. And so one of the things is, and it, it seemed very foreign to me, but when God started revealing this to me, it made a lot more sense, is our past successes. We have to leave our past successes behind. Because what we end up doing is, is we like comfort. Everybody like comfort? We like the temperature just right. Now, for me, this temperature right now is really nice. I know for you all it's cold, but for me, this is nice. I, I take pictures of it. Look, there's a sun. It really exists. You guys will see it again come April, end of April, June, July in Minnesota. There's something about with our past successes, it's a, a comfort that we want. It's also that we feel in control. I've been there. I can do this. And if we're not careful, we start to lean on that. We start to rely on our talent and, and our ability and our know-how. And God is saying, I want to take you past your comfort zone. I want to take you past what you can do because God is wanting to show up strong. And there's things sometimes in our life that we simply go back to what's easy and what's comfortable. This has worked always before. I'll just do this again. And God is saying, I want to do something greater than has ever been done before. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Aren't you glad that we live in a time like this today? Oh, thank you, Lord. But there's choices that we have to make along the way that we can't lean on these things. And next of all, and I think this is one that we can clearly see, is that in Matthew chapter 14, verse number 26, as he's talking to the disciples and they're, they're, they're going and it says that they're trouble and, the, and they saw the Spirit and it says then they cried out in fear. One of the things that we're going to have to face is fear. Fear is a real thing. See, the thing is about fear is this. Is anybody here afraid of snakes or smiters? Anybody? All right, we got a few hands out there. You know, when you're scared of something, what do you want done with that snake or that spider? That's right. You want it. You want it gone. You want it done. You want it over. And if you can't kill it, what do you want? To get away from it, right? See, the thing is, is this. Sometimes the things that God calls us to do, they scare us. And out of fear, we either kill it or we run away from it. We don't even realize it sometimes. All of us know people that God has asked them to step into some greater things in their life, to do greater things that God wants to work through them. But because, because of fear, they held back. They either tried killing it, the call of God on their life, or they ran away from it. See, fear has a way of, of manipulating the truth and making us think that it's the truth. If you can dig back to when you were a child, I remember I was five years old and, and my room was in the basement and, and it was in the dark basement. 
And uh, I had to switch off the light, and I had to go all the way to the other end of the basement where my room was through the dark. And I had to walk through the wild jungle of imagination as a little boy. That the boogeyman was there everywhere. He was underneath my bed. I would run so fast. I I got really, really fast. Because fear has a way of manipulating what reality really is. And you have to understand that there's a devil out there that is trying to change your perspective. See, the thing is, is when David walked onto the battle scene, you'll see that he never called Goliath the giant. He always called him the uncircumcised Philistine. He called, it the, he called him all kinds of other things, but he never called him the giant. The only giant was God. But because of fear, everybody else called him the giant. Everybody else said he was the victor. Everybody else gave him all, talked about all the things he could do. But when David walked on the scene, because he didn't have fear, he saw what the giant had. And he said, all you've got is a sword. All you've got is a shield. But I've got God on my side. See, church, you've got God on your side. When God calls you to do something, you're not alone. He's right there with you. He's already got a plan he's already got a situation already worked out and he's just waiting for you and I in so many cases to step into authority step into a spiritual walk with him out of a desire of our heart of saying God I want you more than anything before we've got to sometimes take that step of that faithful obedience and fight back that spirit that is running rampant in our world today See, you're the church. You're not the world. You're his bride. You're his child. He's got something planned for you and I. One of the other things that I felt like God was I was preparing for this message for today is that we have to be all right with everything not being all right. That's really hard to do sometimes. We, we like things perfectly in order. We like things organized. We like it in its place. And sometimes all you've got to do is if I would have, I was going to say how many points that I had. And my wife said, no, they're, nobody's going to, they're going to turn you off. Don't do that. And I, so I didn't tell you how many. But if I would have told you how many and I added one more, there's some people that go home mad about it. Like, I can't believe it. Can't that guy count? You know, he said there's only a few things and there's like five, six. I don't know what he's doing. We have to be able in our lives to be at a place when God asks us to do something, we don't have to give a list of everything that has to be right. That we have to be okay that if I'm not, uh, if my body isn't healed, I still believe that he's a healer and he's a way maker. Even if in my marriage everything isn't okay, I'm still going to get involved in the church and I'm going to press on and I'm going to trust God and we're going to keep on working on it. I'm not saying you forget about it. What I'm saying is this, is that we can't use it as an excuse not to step into what God is calling us to. Sometimes your finances aren't going to be the way that you want it yet. Your life isn't the way you want it yet. Everything isn't perfect yet. But God still wants to use each and every one of you here today. There is a world that is lost and is needing people to step out of the boat. See, if you think about it with Peter... And in his life, he, he had to get to a place that, that he was willing to, to go against everything that he was taught. 
From a boy, he surely, he knew the sounds of a boat. He knew the smells of the boat. He grew up with around fishing. It was what he knew. He knew he probably was told over and over and over, never get out of the boat. He knew of people that probably had died before because they got out of the boat. They drowned. He knew there's probably relatives that had boats that came apart and crushed. And they said, because I held on to the pieces of the boat, that's how I made it. And here you find Peter that he says that he's willing to get out of the boat. He clearly, he says this in verse number 14, verse number 28. And I mean, chapter 14, verse number 28. And it says, and Peter answered unto the Lord saying, if it be you, bid me come on the water. Now, there's a storm going on. He had to get to the place where he realized God can do anything even when everything seems to be going wrong. We know there was at least 11 other men in that boat. But for some reason, Peter was willing to say, I'm going to dream big. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to let fear control me. I'm not just going to do what I've always done and what's always worked. God, if it's you, bid me come on the waves, on the water. And he got out of that boat and when he did he started walking on the water he started walking on the water folks there's something that God is wanting us to do in this end time revival there's something that God is wanting to do great in our life but we have to there are some things that need to end so other things can start Sometimes in our life, uh, who we are, we need to, to kind of put that on the back burner so we can become who God wants us to be. There is something about, there's one thing about saying that you're going to do it. There's another thing about stepping into it and saying, God, I'm going to go with you. God, no matter what's going on, God, I trust you. No matter what my eyes are saying, no matter what I might be feeling, I know that your word is what is true. I know you're able to do great and, and mighty things. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's clap our hands to him here for just one Thank you, Jesus. I believe that one of the last things is, is this, is I know there's somebody in the audience that's saying, yeah, but Peter got out of the boat, and then he went down. But see, this is the other thing. When that happens, you just got to get back up again. See, what he did is he cried out to Jesus. And it says, and immediately he was there. He reached out his hand, and he grabbed him. And then when... When the book was being written, it says, and they. Wouldn't it be great when people saw you and God, they said they? That was talking about a unity that they had. Or something about, and they came back into the ship. Folks, what I'm saying is, is I believe that God is calling us, each individuals, into a greater prayer walk, a, a greater experiences in God, if you will. I believe that God is wanting to break some things that maybe that have been holding you back for years or maybe generations. I think there's some things that we need to understand that God is, we are about to see some of the greatest things. If we will learn that this is an opportunity, that God is wanting to change us and mold us, this is 
that event, that God is not causing it so that somehow we walk with a limp, but this is something that we can stand and show ourselves as the church, the place of hope, the revival center like never before. This is a place where you can get healing. This is a place that you can feel the presence of God. This is a safe place where you can get a restoration of your soul and of your spirit when there seems to be no hope nowhere else. You can find it right here in Atlanta West. You can get a hold of God and feel him and he'll change your life. Closing here today, musicians, if they want to come. It's so funny on how many times that we allow failures to be what our life is about. The enemy, he says that. But see, the thing of it is, is this. A failing is just an event unless you turn it into a lifestyle. See, with God, it says this in Romans, where sin does abound, Grace does much more abound. Sometimes all you got to do is just get back up again and say, you know what? Dusting my knees off. I'm going to get right back up and I'm going with God. See, it's not over. God's plan for you isn't over. Everything that's been going on in your life or what's going on, I don't know. I'm not trying to minimize it. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that, that what you're going through is, is a small deal. I understand that I believe that when God was giving me this message, there's been things that literally that are almost changing the way you view your life from here on. And God is saying it's an opportunity that God is wanting to show himself strong like never before. But you and I are going to have to face into some things and say, I'm not going to let this control me. I'm not going to let this rob something that God has for me away. I'm not going to, I'm not going to trust into my fear. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let my old, my own culture, my own uh, 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 accomplishments to be the, the step back in life. I want to step forward into what God boldly is asking of us more and more. I believe that even with all these different things that are going on in the church, is about to see its greatest days. Let's all stand here today. In Romans chapter 8 and verse number 37, it says this, Nay, in all things we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. And it goes in and it starts listing all these different things. And, and folks, what I'm trying to tell you here today, the church is just getting ready. We're just getting ready. Our world needs a church like never before. People are hungry for something that's real like never before. It's unfolding right in our eyes, but we need to be water walkers. We need to be people that face into some of these things and say, Fear, you're not going to control me. I'm not going to look for a place of comfort and ease and my own control. God, I want to be sensitive to your calling. God, I want to dream big like I've never dreamed big before. See, there's different things, that, different dreams and callings that God has placed on people's lives here today and online. You might be going through something right now that it feels like it's just being ripped away. 
I'm here to tell you today it's not. You're in the storm, yes, I understand that. And it feels like it can even get to the place where we can start getting bitter and angry at people, situations, maybe even at God. But I'm here to tell you that maybe sometimes our perspective is wrong. And if we're not careful, we'll miss a great opportunity for God to do some great things in your life like never before. So I don't know what it is that you're facing but I'm here to tell you that God is with you. God is for you. His love is right there. His mercy is right there. Maybe you stepped out recently in a big way and, and you're feeling, God, where, where are you now? All I see is the storm. All you got to do is just call it His name. He's there. If you need the Holy Ghost today, today is a great day to get the Holy Ghost. If there's a decision that you've been facing, today is the day to say, God, I need your wisdom. God, lead and guide me. He's a great God doing great things. So I'm going to ask you here today. I know I had a lot of different things on there, and I'm not normally that disorganized on it all, but I just felt like there were some things that I needed to hit up. Just saying that God is for you. There's a transition time and God is wanting it to be a great time. So that he can show himself strong like never before. But we need to have faith. We need to cry out to him. We need to say, God, I'm not going to just go by what's been done before in the past. God, you're calling me into a greater awakening.